0: Hi, I'm Sarah the mom of a six-year-old and a three-year-old
1: and I'm Claire the mom of an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. We're two friends in the middle of the country in the middle of parenting in the middle of our careers and in the middle of just about everything.
0: Hello, Welcome to the middle of everything.
1: Hi guys. How are you doing today Claire? I'm great. Yeah, we're, um, can I say this? We're yeah, recording I was about to <laughs> say, this is maybe our weirdest one yet. In Sarah's car, yep. in the parking lot of a sushi restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so please don't think we aren't committed, yeah. because we will record anywhere.
0: Anytime, anyplace, we're making it happen.
1: <laughs> Sarah just drives around with a microphone. Yeah, like, all it's the time, her new thing. just in case. Actually, last week I was in Little Rock for work. And
0: I wished I had brought my stuff with me because there's a friend of mine that was also at the same convention and I was like, Oh, I could have interviewed you while we were here in person. Tag
1: podcast problems. Exactly. Podcast Regrets.
0: Did not have the mic with me on my business trip, but
1: <laughs> so we've both
0: been on like a whirlwind, yeah. hence the core car recording here.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So last weekend, um, we were actually in Oklahoma City for fun. So Father's Day gift. I think it was Father's Day. We were having a hard time remembering this, but I got my husband tickets to a concert there. So we okay. were having a good time. Is this
0: the Punch Brothers? It is. You talked about yep. that on the podcast mm-hmm. a Yeah, back. So
1: we did that. They were great. Um, Had a great time in Oklahoma City. Had some friends make some recommendations because even though it's only 90 miles away, mm-hmm. I think probably they... St- People in Oklahoma City probably feel the same way about Tulsa. It might as well be worlds away. Like we just unless you're me and you drive there twice a week. Okay, you're a regular. You're a regular. Yeah. I am not. I mean, sure. I, I can't even remember the last time we went down there, other than like passing through to right. on big, like on a road trip or something. So, but we had a great time. It was wonderful. But we were stacking that on top of family birthday celebrations and on top of soccer games and just saturday and sunday just all dissolved into space for me that's what
0: i feel like too i think this weekend we had double birthday parties podcast recording housework just all that fun stuff um coming right off of this long business trip for me so that was kind of a lot um So, I I feel like we're, like, a week behind on mentioning this, but I I feel like we should mention this amazing new park that opened up in Tulsa a week or so ago, Um, The Gathering Place. We were there opening day, which, while we're recording this, is a little over a week ago.
1: Um, Should we do an episode from The Gathering Place? We should. From, like, inside that cool new lodge? Yeah. Like, take the equipment up there and, like, do this with, like... Would that be more i mean it's not going to be more fun than your bed but equal it's just as cool yeah, yeah. we should do that I wonder, book okay. market we should um yeah so gathering place um donation pri- it's a it's a private public partnership is what they've mm-hmm. um, been calling it we have an incredible philanthropist uh george george kaiser and the george kaiser family foundation um in tulsa we could go on and on and on about it you can google it and read everything you need to know but the gist of it is um this incredible i don't even know how many acres park with like all the things adventure yeah. playground restaurants skate park mm-hmm. grassy knoll for concerts like the whole thing yeah. right on the river in tulsa and it's it's, it's going to be special. one of the
0: largest parks in the United States. I know what's finished now is just phase one. And I think it already is one of the largest parks just with phase one. And then once they add the children's museum and everything else, that's going to be down there. Um, it will definitely be in the top 10, if not higher yeah. as far as size. So we're pretty excited here in Tulsa to have this, um, Plan a trip if you're not from here yeah. and you're listening
1: because it's amazing. I mean, I feel like you could it's spend worth a couple it. days there. It's worth it. It's like a weekend trip. Like, we – and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, I'll, I will take my kids up to, for example – like, we're always looking for just sort of get out of town, quickie, mm-hmm. either day trips or maybe, like, one overnight trip for, like, for a weekend. Just something fun to do yeah. periodically with the kids. Um, and if you're not from Tulsa, it's worth the trip. Absolutely. And you can hit us up on all the social medias. We'll give you mm-hmm. restaurant recommendations and hotel yeah. recommendations. And um, we will, will happily be Tulsa ambassadors um, for anyone who wants to check it out. But definitely, I think, it is worth totally the trip. It is totally
0: worth the trip, especially yeah. if you piggybacked a couple days there on with some of the other cool things that are happening around town right mm-hmm. now. Um, just as far as restaurants and museums and aquarium and zoo and all that kind of stuff. You could have a totally uh, great trip here and spend at least a couple of days, I think, at the gathering place and still not be tired of it. It's enormous. Yeah. So plug for that. And that is completely unrelated to our topic today. But it's actually not. Can
1: I do like yeah. degrees of separation? Please do. So um, rich who's our guest today and a friend of mine um is actually uh works for the tulsa community foundation which is a part of the george kaiser family foundation so okay yeah so he's he um and i probably got that wrong and if i did rich like the actual semantics of how all those pieces and parts come together um correct me but i think uh yeah He's a part of the whole okay. umbrella organization. And so. I didn't
0: pick up on that as much as the gaming side of his job, which is um, helping to organize the uh, Tulsa Pop Culture Expo, which is coming up. And we talk about that a little bit more in the interview, I think, as well. Yeah. So
1: so, so Rich and his wife, Annie, are um, dear friends of mine. We're, um, they're in our supper club group. <laughs> and we just... Gosh, they're a really fun couple. And they've got a young son, um, Dex, who is, I think, going into kindergarten next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's in pre-K this year. Um, I, heartbreakingly, uh, was out running around other parts of the state when um, we had this recording uh, scheduled. So, Sarah, you interviewed him one-on-one. First first dad interview on the podcast. I know! It was our first dad.
0: Maybe Hopefully, first of many. Many. Because I had, yeah, we had a great talk and um, just has this complete depth of knowledge about kind of video games. And we talked a lot about different systems and what's great for kids and how to work them, you know, with your family. So, yeah.
1: Cause I think think, I don't want to, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Mm -hmm. but I for sure feel less literate in gaming than my own kids. Like we've now reached that that threshold where Mm -hmm. like our version, like my husband still has his super Nintendo from, high school or college, and, like, that was as advanced as our, like, gaming capacity was Uh at our house. Um, So now our kids are getting into this more, and Sarah, Mm -hmm. you and I had a whole exchange a few weeks ago about Minecraft and what... Um, what the best advice was for that and all of this. So, I mean, it happened really quickly yeah. where my kids just completely leapfrogged me. And, and I mean, they're eight and yes. six. So,
0: <laughs> I can thank um, your children for the Minecraft obsession. Yes, I, you were sending me videos of your eight-year-old telling my six-year-old how to do something on Minecraft because I had no clue what so, to tell So So,
1: the, the, the chain goes... They're all, you guys are on vacation. Sarah's texting me going, how do I do? I don't know. Whatever. And I go, I don't know. Right. Let me ask Oliver. And so I ask Oliver and he starts to explain it and it's way too much to text. So I'm like, stop, turn on the camera, go again. He (laughs) just explains the whole thing to (laughs) Bowie, your son. Mm -hmm. And then I just send you that video. So that was the only way that we could even like facilitate this community. Maybe this. you have
0: a future YouTube uh, minecrafter oh on your hands.
1: <laughs> in his dreams, yeah, really, probably. Yeah, that's a thing. And yeah. we talk
0: about that a little bit in the interview as well. So I'm excited to share it. I'm excited for you to listen to it. I learned a lot um, and and kind of got like back into a headspace of wanting to play my own video games again. And he and I talk a little bit, too, about some uh, grown-up video games that we both were into. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And Hopefully, everybody enjoys it. Yeah, and then stay tuned. We are walking into this sushi restaurant to plan our calendar <laughs> for the next couple months. And it's getting hot in my car. Oh, so let's get out of
1: here, girl. All right, enjoy. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at TheMiddleOfEverythingPodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook at TheMiddleOfEverything, and on Twitter at t m o e podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye.
0: Hey, guys. It's Sarah. Okay. This week's podcast has it all. Recording in the car, weird segues, and messed up audio. So basically what happened is about the first seven or eight minutes of the interview with our guest got corrupted somehow messed up. I don't know. I'm not an IT person, but instead of begging our awesome guests to redo part of the interview. I'm just going to catch you up a little bit on where we were, and we're going to jump into the conversation. So, um, first of all, our guest is Richard Mitchell. He is a lifelong gamer. He wrote for Joystick uh, in the kind of mid-2000s, and has been writing about games and working in the gaming industry for basically most of his career Uh, now he is working with the Tulsa Pop Culture Expo on the XPO gaming convention which is part of that here in Tulsa he as Claire kind of mentioned in our beginning segment they are great friends through their dinner club As we were um, sort of getting through that beginning information, we started talking about my first foray into playing games with my son, which was a couple years ago when Pokemon Go came out, and I downloaded it thinking it would be a fun way for us to take walks together and do a fun activity, and it turned into a full-blown obsession for him. And I'm not going to lie, maybe me, just a little bit. Eventually, um, we kind of talk about that. And what we're talking about as we hop into this interview is how some of the local poker stops would ask to be removed because they were having all these crowds show up at their places of business and it was very disruptive. So we're talking about how something as, you know, seemingly small as a video game could create such a stir and even get involved in, you know. municipal politics and things like that so we're hopping in it's a great interview and here we go
2: they they went to the the creators of the game and said you know we want our this location to be delisted and that happens in lots of places i have no idea what it's like now i haven't opened it up uh, because i never played pokemon and then i got when pokemon go came out part of my job now is organizing a gaming convention here in tulsa and uh i was like it's like, it is the zeitgeist right now. I right. need, I need to understand it at least. <laughs> but then I got into it for a yeah. while, you know, yeah. and we actually, um, a couple of years ago, the Guthrie Green Park here in Tulsa, um, which for your listeners is just a big square of grass with an amphitheater <laughs> and it's super nice. And, uh, we had a screening, uh, of, one of the Pokemon movies, mm-hmm. and invited people to come out and and play Pokemon, and there was a ton of people yes. there. And you'd yell out, you know, I don't even remember the names of the teams anymore, but you know, there's like the blue team and yeah, the red team, same. and you see, yeah. you know, you know who's team blue, and half the crowd erupts, like yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. Well, and then that led us into because again, we just downloaded the game thinking it would be fun. Mm-hmm. Then that led to the old movies, the old show, yeah, the old the cards. Then he got into the cards. And again, we've sort of veered away now where he's not super interested in it. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll bust out his cards every once in a while yeah. and look at him. But then now I have all this weird knowledge of Pokemon <laughs> because it's just like, you know, like dinosaurs or anything. you're Well, and into. that's you and learn right.
2: Well, then that's that's that was the same experience parents had back in the, you know, the 90s was, yeah, you know, their
0: parents are probably like Zelda. Right. Family. Well,
2: yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I I have friends who, you know, the. Uh, who when they were growing up, you know, they were just inundating their parents with like all the Pokemon that they had and the mm-hmm. ones they needed and the ones they wanted, the ones their friends had. Yeah. And, yep. you know, like m- my poor mother, you know, I would recite um, Farside cartoons to her constantly because <laughs> I, I had these big collections of them. So,
0: yeah, whatever the thing is. And so now so this summer he was at a camp that had a computer lab and mm-hmm. so it was one of their activities through the day. They could go to the computer lab. And Minecraft was in there. Mm-hmm, and I bought yeah. Claire for this because her kids are <laughs> into Minecraft. So now he, in addition to a few other games, first we just downloaded it on my iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went on a long road trip this summer. It was mm-hmm. like 10 hours back and forth to yeah. New Mexico. So I was like, let's get a Kindle Fire yeah. you for the car. He had a uh, Leapster before, which oh gave yeah. to my three year old. Mm-hmm. And so now we have Kindle Fire. There's a Jurassic World game he's super into. I've heard about movies, that, yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of still into it. I still have it on my iPad from uh-huh. when he was playing it, and I will occasionally still I think open I've, it up. If I
2: heard, I think I've heard about it. Do you like manage the park? Yeah, you yeah, build
0: a park. You get dinosaurs, and then you level up the dinosaurs. You have little. You can uh, battle the dinosaurs, and then the farther up you get, yeah, you can evolve them and cross breed them and do all this stuff. So I... So this is my problem, and why we've never had a gaming system because I am the person that will get obsessed with it and sure. never stop playing. And I'm like, "What is wrong with me? My child is not even using my iPad right, anymore." Yeah, I'm right. like sitting in my hotel room this week on a business trip <laughs> and like buying. I, I don't use like real. I don't actually use real money, but yeah. like the coins in the game. And yeah. I'm like, "Ooh, I can get a T-Rex!" Right? <laughs> and well, I'm like, "Oh my God!" I'm you know, it's like like like, like
2: don't feel bad about it. Like, um. Because, you know, my previous job writing about games, I, I got to know a lot of, you know, game developers yeah. and, and things like that. And those are a lot of the people that I follow on Twitter are mm-hmm. are game designers and or people who are in the games press. And, you know, these are grown people. And there's lots of people talking about that game specifically, like yeah. Jurassic World, and how much – how entertaining it is. It's fun. And so and, and it was
0: fun when we would play it together. Mm-hmm. We still do on his Kindle because the way you had to sign into it, he basically had to just start over when uh-huh. he downloaded it on the Kindle. And so, but we'll still, I mean, you you strategize and it's teaching him a little bit about patience because there are mm-hmm. like, you know, these eggs that hatch and some yeah. of them take a couple hours, some of right. them take a couple days. And so it's like, okay, well, y- you know, you you have to, you know, you don't have mm-hmm. enough dollars in right. the game to speed that up right. so we have to wait two days or you know whatever so i try to get in there with them and do a little bit of strategy yeah. then i'm like going like no, don't, do, don't, do, <laughs> don't do that stop stop that's not that you know and i'm like oh my god that's the way it would be with like you know pokemon or in- so the one thing i have he has jumped into minecraft and thank god he has his friends because mm-hmm. i don't understand a single thing about mm-hmm. minecraft all i know is i watched him build like a wolf
2: farm oh yeah <laughs> he yeah got really uh-huh. into
0: the wolves and he would tell me he had baby wolves and the mm-hmm. wolves were his pets now we we had to puzzle through um the wolves kept falling into the water and the lava and he couldn't get them out. And I'm sitting there trying to like, look at this game and figure yeah. out. And I'm like, I mean, I think you can build a wall. I don't know. <laughs> so- well,
2: what's, what's really great about that, about Minecraft in particular, and there's actually an education edition of Minecraft okay, now. Yeah. That, we keep um, it
0: in the creative mode. Cause once I forgot and he like, got killed oh he yeah re- he literally went and cried in the other room so and I it was, was like, oh, sorry. a
2: couple of years ago that microsoft actually acquired minecraft okay. like they acquired um moyang which is the name of the company mm-hmm. and um they put together an education edition now people had actually created educational versions of it before right. but microsoft made like their official one
0: okay i think that's probably what he was playing
2: yeah. Uh well that may be yeah. and they um Basically, the way that it works now is like teachers and and educators can create like special modules that like mm-hmm. teach kids how to do certain things. Right. Um, and what's really interesting, I've actually talked with Microsoft about this. I was trying to get Tulsa Public Schools to implement this, actually. Yeah. And uh, Microsoft did a study in uh, Washington State where they're based mm-hmm. and uh, with several of the schools there and found out that, I mean – the obvious educational applications of Minecraft are pretty clear, but they said it's really good for, um, social and emotional learning. I don't even know if they were necessarily expecting it was they talked about how kids who maybe aren't even, don't normally get along in the real world mm-hmm. suddenly start getting along inside Minecraft oh, yeah. because they, it's collaborative and, you know, right. they're all building something together and right. they want to work together and then now they have better relationships outside of the game. Okay. Um, so it's, it's in terms of, I think the value that games have, mm-hmm. um, it's like, yes, I understand. Like you don't want your kids obsessing about it and, you know, never right. going outside and not talking to people. But I think there are a lot of benefits that maybe people don't necessarily think about right. when I they think, think of games. I've
0: noticed that with Minecraft. I mean, it is, it's this, you know, he's building, he's creating a world and he has to think it out. And then he's really proud of it. He's like, look at the house yeah. I built. It has a bed. It has a treasure chest for all my, tools or I don't know, whatever, mm-hmm. it has some kind of box in it. But anyway, I, I'm like, that's one I have not jumped into very much with them. But then, I, yeah, I was, I've been confused because I know there's a mode where they can go online and work with other people right yeah i, think I have that shut down on his mm-hmm. because i'm like i don't know what that's all about but mm-hmm. when he goes over to for instance claire's house he and finn right to be able to find each other right I'm yeah like i if you guys know how to do that great i don't understand yeah. that. <laughs>
2: well and it, it it really is like this kind of whole other world and what's Kind of interesting about Minecraft. I find it frustrating as an adult is mm-hmm. that it's not very guided. It doesn't really, it doesn't yeah. give you a lot of input as far as here's the things you're right. supposed to do. It's a little better at it now since Microsoft bought it. But sure. when it first came out, it was literally it just dumps you in this world. Yeah. And, I was and like, it, what's
0: the point of this? Are right. you just building things? And or it's are you like, trying to achieve something right. or
2: <laughs> you figure it out? But I think what's interesting, especially from the perspective of a young child playing it mm-hmm. is they have a goal that they want to achieve and they have to either a figure out how to do it or go do Mm -hmm. the research it takes. They have to go Google it and figure out how to do it. you like, you said a wolf farm, for example, Mm -hmm. I, I have this cycle where I play Minecraft every couple of years. I'll play it obsessively for a few days (laughs) and then, and then uh, my character will die. And I'm like, Oh, that's why I don't play Minecraft because I just, (laughs) I lost all my stuff. Right. Um, But I looked online for how you can create like an automated egg farm, like, like something that just runs itself and it like eggs get fed onto like a conveyor belt or something like that. So you always have plenty of food and very
0: complicated. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But you go on YouTube, (laughs) you you go on YouTube and like, here's a step-by-step process Mm -hmm. for how you build this thing. And Mm -hmm. I think at that point, actually I I was like, okay, that's, I'm not going to put that much effort (laughs) into
0: this,
2: (laughs) but for a kid, like, you know, these are, life lessons like right. here's this task i've been given how do i achieve it right. i'm gonna do some research figure it out and then you know yeah. put it forth and then if you're proud of it when you're done that's even better right so.
0: and we've definitely done that i think i would say more with the i, I did google uh helped him google how to keep the wolves from falling oh <laughs> in the yeah water, or can the wolves climb out of the water uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like are we built are we trying to do this and it's is it possible or not i think it was not possible it's like once they're in they don't know how oh, to uh-huh, or you have right. to build a stair underneath them but sometimes <laughs> it we, we, we took a dive on that one and then i said just build a wall i think it'll mm-hmm. be better um but yeah he knows now if he can't figure something out let's google it let's whatever mm-hmm. so you know right now he's got this kindle he's finding all kinds of new games and, and i have his setup where there's certain ones he can get to by himself and there's certain ones right. i have to get if i have to buy them or whatever mm-hmm. he's found one he was playing where it, he was basically creating the periodic table with these little cartoon things, and it oh, would neat. say, um, "This is a this is currently a liquid, and it's this little like kind of anime mm-hmm. looking thing." Yeah. But then you would have to put it in an electric thing, and it would turn into a different element. Oh, and how he neat! He wasn't under. He was just thinking he was creating new creatures, but once I looked at it, and they each it's like Fe, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah, like, okay, right. This one is supposed to be iron, and so I started kind of explaining it to him, and so now he's. You know, in a very abstract way, at least that that exists. And, you know, he's in first grade, so they haven't gotten that far (laughs) yet in science. But, you know, at least he's got a little bit of knowledge Mm -hmm. of it. So, okay, so in in my future, I'm I'm feeling a gaming system is happening. So Mm -hmm. tell me – I, all I know that I know an Xbox exists, and I've a right. Nintendo Switch, which you brought in, and yeah. now I'm a little bit obsessed with it. <laughs> so it's just like a little handheld.
2: So the – okay. Talk it, me like,
0: through the, the systems. The
2: actual systems <laughs> that are out there, like the big ones, I mean, um, you know, just your home computer, your iPad, and, you know, right. tablets, those kinds of things, obviously. But um, – the Nintendo Switch, uh, which right now is my favorite. It's, um, it is a handheld system, but it also, uh, it has a dock so you can play it on the okay. television as well. Okay. Um, those, uh, little controls on the side right there, they just come right off of the tablet. And, um, you can use them each individually so you okay. can play two-player games. Um, from a, like a parenting standpoint, the Switch is kind of great because it has a lot of, um, very kid-friendly games, you okay. know, n- the kinds of stuff that Nintendo tends to make. Right. And, um, but and it's, I
0: heard, I heard someone mention like, Zelda. Yeah. Like,
2: no, oh, there, I want to do that. There's a huge <laughs> Zelda game on there. It's called, um, Breath of the Wild and it's, okay. uh, it's just this massive world that right. you can explore. And it's, it's funny. I have a, a friend of mine who lives in Austin and he has two young girls and they play that Zelda game and they don't really have goals in mind. Right. Um, because the, the way the game is structured is like you can go, um, off on your mission and you know try to accomplish your goals, or you can just kind of explore the world, and that's what they wind up doing. Yeah, they just explore the world, and then when they're done playing, they have like these stories that they want to tell their dad about all the stuff cool. that they did. Okay. Um, but um, the Switch is great because it does have those two controls that come with it, which means you can play two player games out of the box. Okay. You don't have to buy anything extra. Awesome. You don't have to buy another controller. And then there's the the PlayStation, which is I w- arguably like the one that you know like the the super hardcore gamers are are probably going to be into and then of course the xbox which is kind of the the counterpart to that um
0: and are certain games available only on certain boxes or can you pretty much get all of them everywhere
2: the most of the really big games are going to be on every system or at the very least they'll be on both xbox and playstation because those are like in terms of like uh, graphical power Kind of mm. A little bit ahead Of the Switch Okay um, So there are things That you know You could do on an Xbox That the Switch Just can't handle Right um, But then Each system has like You know This handful of games That are only available In on that okay. system And that's 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 the carrot That they use to try To get you to buy Their thing It's like right. This is the only place Where you can play that Okay um, But I mean For my money For young kids I think the Switch Is where you'd want To be right now okay. um, Just because it's it's kind of designed in in such a way that um well i'll tell you one thing actually so you grew up with zelda mm-hmm. um nintendo this month if it hasn't happened already has announced their new online plan for the switch okay. cuz that's something you need to know is that like each one of these systems like if your kid wants to go on minecraft and mm-hmm. play online with his friends that means you got to pay extra for the online plan oh. um switch on playstation and nintendo is like 60 bucks a year or something like that but on i'm sorry playstation and xbox on nintendo they just now unveiled theirs and it's 20 dollars a year which is not that expensive and you get access to um uh, like a library of old nintendo games for free sort of like netflix style and I, i don't know if it's like there's a certain selection every month or like a rotating library or if it's you know, here's like a massive library yeah. of games, but like th- that—that's appealing to me.
0: Yes, I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> do that. Um,
2: you know, last year the—I don't know if you heard about like the the Super Nintendo Classic Edition that they put out. Okay, it's like a little tiny Super Nintendo, and it has like 20 old Nintendo games on it. Sweet. Okay, and you know, we bought one of those. Um, and
0: I think we have an actual old Nintendo in our attic, and I, I have no idea if it would work with our TV anymore. I, I have we've, we've thought about pulling that down.
2: I have a, a small trove of old gaming systems up mm-hmm. in our attic right now. Um, yeah, so I, I think that the switch is probably that my favorite. Cool.
0: So tell me, okay, so this basically looks to me like a big iPhone with <laughs> two things on the side. Uh-huh. Is there is this just the portable version of it, or does this be said nope. it plugs into the TV? Right. So also?
2: this is like this was Nintendo's kind of gamble this time around. It was they said like here's here. This is what the next Nintendo system is. It does both. It's okay. it's so if you buy one of these, it's going to be it's going to hook up to your TV or you play it handheld. However okay. you want to do it. Um, and it's they were trying to. You know there have been business analysts for the last several years that are saying look. People are gonna. People aren't gonna pl- buy video game systems anymore because they tablets and you just phones. That's where everyone yeah. plays their games anyway. And so Nintendo was like, "Well, we're gonna try to meet somewhere in the middle."
0: Okay. So now, so with this, you just download a game and play it. There's no.
2: There, well, there, no there, there, there are. Things. You can get cartridges for it, and okay. they are. You know, as ever. I mean, they're super tiny. I yeah. mean, it's 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 barely bigger than an SD card. Okay. Um so, you know, if you have young kids who are prone to lose something like that, it's right. something to keep in mind. But you can also download games on okay. there too.
0: So, how much like how much does each game cost approximately? I mean, I'm sure they're all different.
2: They'll, I mean, they'll go anywhere from $10 for like a small downloadable game uh, all the way up to 60 okay. for for, you know, like a big like a Zelda. Right. Okay. Um and honestly, most of the games I play on mine are uh, independent games, um, which, if you're not familiar with the term, if like mm-hmm. the Coral would be like an indie film. Okay. There are small production studios that are making games. Yes. You know that have two, three, ten people on them. Okay. And those are the games that I tend to gravitate towards, and those usually are you know ten, fifteen, twenty bucks. Okay. Uh,
0: have you played any of the Rusty Lake games? No. Oh my god. I am obsessed, and I've played them all now, but I think a new one is coming out soon. I got hooked with these little free ones. Uh (laughs) We've talked about this on the podcast before, and Claire made fun of me. So (laughs) you start, there are these cube escape games. So it's like, you know, like a room, you're in a room, Uh but there's all, and it's creepy and Uh weird, and it's like murdery, this like creepy music plays. Uh There's, I mean, it's so weird. So there's about... Eight or nine Cube Escape games, mm-hmm. and then there are I think maybe four or five actual. You have to; it's like two bucks. It's not expensive, uh-huh, yeah. Um, and it's it, it's all this same like family history, and it all mm-hmm. they all kind of intertwine together, and okay. it's all this creepy, murdery, like find the clues and get to the yeah. thing. And there's there's one that's in a hotel. There's one where you go through the woods. Mm-hmm. With these different things, anyway. I blazed through all those games in like three weeks because okay. it, it was it became a problem like well, i could not stop playing them <laughs> and
2: and this is funny because like there was a long time and some people still do say this where they said like you know like the games that you're playing on your phone or whatever those aren't real video games like the mobile games yeah. aren't real games you're not a real gamer and all that kind of stuff it's like go play your candy crush you know <laughs> but the truth of it is there are a, there's a tremendous amount of like like artistically valid, really yeah, interesting games. They're really
0: cool. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're interesting. There's like this whole story woven yeah. through all the games. And I don't know. And, and it, it was weirdly like soothing. Like mm-hmm. you're sort of searching and you have to do these puzzles to get the next clue. Uh, and I'll- it was like a oddly calming. Thing. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, I have weird pockets of time, like in between appointments. Oh, sure. Yeah. And if i have five minutes, I'm not looking at Instagram. I'm not looking at Facebook. Mm-hmm. I would hop on one of those games and play for a minute. Well,
2: and- I'll give you a recommendation then. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my favorite series. Um, my friend, uh, Susan Arndt, who she used to be uh, my managing editor, and she's super into mobile games. Okay. And she still writes about games sometimes. You see her on uh, – there's a website called Pocket Gamer. Okay. Um, and the series is called The Room. Okay, and uh, I think there are three of them now. I don't think there's four yet, um, but it's on iOS, Android, okay. um, all those mobile platforms, and essentially it's a game about solving puzzle boxes. Yes. So, right like <laughs> with the you know like these you know ornate boxes that have like all these gears and switches and uh-huh. you know secret panels, and you got to figure out how to open it. And it has this kind of otherworldly ethereal. Um, supernatural story cool. that that is behind all of it and okay. um she turned me onto that to the point where you know when i when i hear there's a, n- a new one out i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna yeah. go like i'm gonna sight unseen i bought it That's you know like i
0: am with the rusty lake i yeah. think, i, I want to say it's, it's sometime in september the new i because I, mm-hmm. I think i googled when i finished all of them i was like <gasps> <laughs> what do I do now? Like, I can't. I, I mean, because like the cube ones would, depending on how much time I was having to play them, mm-hmm. would take me a couple days to get through. And then the actual ones, well, some of them were quicker than that if I was like on a roll. Mm-hmm. And you can Google, like I, if I got stuck, you can yeah. Google and get like a clue or something to help you. Finish it out. So I I tried not to do that. I really wanted to like solve it for myself. Mm -hmm. But some of them, I was just like, I have no idea what this is supposed to be, and so I would look it up really quick. But yeah, I think there was probably three solid weeks where I was like constantly playing Mm -hmm. those, and I was like, okay, maybe it's good for me to take a break for these. minute. But well,
2: that's that's what that's the thing that uh, that's what makes games as addicting as they are is just that the the satisfaction of feeling like you have accomplished something.
0: Just one more level before. Right. we Right. Yeah, to yeah. Just one more
2: level. <laughs> um, well, I know you wanted to, to ask a little bit about like um, whether or not we're playing games with like my yeah, son and, how and has all he that.
0: Gotten into it, or do you have ones
2: you play with him? So uh, occasionally, like he has, he has a little Leap Pad that he plays mm-hmm. some games on, and my my mom actually introduced him to um, a game called Bike Race on okay. on. Uh, her iphone and so we had to get it mm-hmm. i mean honestly he's four and we don't play a ton of games um and the times that we have he's gotten super obsessed like doesn't want to stop yeah. we'll get mad if we try to make him stop <laughs> and my wife jokes that he's not allowed to to play video games until he's 10 right and i'm like "Eh." Mm -hmm. i you know i well that's the other thing too like
0: if their friends are doing it because that's what we ran into like i was not like the the leapster was only for road trips like Uh play it at the house like and now again once they start school and their friends are all doing it it's
2: well and and my wife has a kindle fire that has you know like a pink case on it and uh our road trip thing is he can watch movies right. when we're on you know, a really long road trip. Yeah. That's when he gets to use the tablet to do that
0: yep.
2: Um, because I don't want him just, you know, sitting there watching stuff at, yeah. at home and not that he's not watching TV anyway, but, um, but uh, so we haven't gotten into like serious games with him. We've actually, um, I mentioned that mini super Nintendo that we mm-hmm. bought and we've played uh, quite a bit with that. Um, there's a game called Yoshi's Island, which I've heard of always, yeah like,
0: that's like a spin Mario right, right? it, it okay.
2: was it was a sequel to Super Mario World, and uh so you're riding around it's this baby Mario who's riding around on this you know <laughs> green dinosaur and who can stick its tongue out and eat things, and Dex is not he doesn't have the quite the dexterity yeah. to really yeah. handle the controls, and so when he tries to do it himself, he'll get frustrated. Mm-hmm. So we we came up with this weird hybrid thing where I'm actually, I'm moving the character with my left hand and making a jump with my right. And then he's got his arm kind of snaked underneath my right arm. And he's just constantly pressing the button that makes Yoshi stick his tongue out. (laughs) And it's weird. I've come to think of it as like this new difficulty mode for myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have a physical obstacle Where I'm
2: just trying to accomplish, you know, the goal. But it's fun because we actually will... Play through the game and this, this dinosaur will like eat these things and it can spit them back out or right. it can, uh, it can throw these eggs at the bad guys. And so I'll have to tell Dex like, okay, t- okay, let me throw an egg. And then yeah. so he'll stop <laughs> long enough to let me do nice. that. But you know, we'll, we'll actually progress through the game and he really does enjoy it. Yeah. And, and he does have the just one more level, one more right. level. Um, there's a couple games that we've tried on the Switch. Um, and there's a handful of games out there, especially nowadays. You know, when, when we were kids, uh, games like Mario and Zelda, they were, they were pretty punishing, you know? Right. They were designed that way because they wanted you to play them for a long time. Right. That was how you got the value out of it. Yeah. Um, and nowadays there are some games that are kind of more respectful of your time. <laughs> and so they, they give you a, a little bit more leeway. There's actually, there's a game on the Switch. It's on everything now. It's called Celeste and it's, um, it's a platforming game. It's about mm-hmm. this this girl who's trying to climb a mountain, basically. Okay. And so there's a lot of jumping and sticking to walls. And it actually has special modes in it that make it easier to play. Yeah, it has like make it so the spikes won't hurt you anymore. Make it okay. so you can jump three times instead of just one. And um,
0: trying to hook the young kids. In. <laughs> well, yeah, or
2: or or just like because the thing is, like, if you play it the way it was designed, it it gets super difficult toward right. the end, and. You know, that, that nowadays there are more creators who are making games that are like, look, if you want to play my game, you want to pay money for it, and you you don't want to bang your head against the wall, I'm going to enable you to do that, right. you know? Um, like, you mentioned Googling clues for um, your escape game. Uh, this game, The Room, that I mentioned, like, it has a hint system yes. where it'll basically tell you, and it doesn't make you feel bad for taking the hints.
0: Right. I noticed the, the most recent, the last Rusty Lake game, mm-hmm. which I accidentally played first before I realized Uh, the other ones, but had a little thing in the corner where you could hit a clue. You'd have to watch a little short commercial sometimes. Oh, really? Sometimes it was just a pop-up about Mm -hmm. their other games, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it was some other weird commercial. But I mean, 15 seconds, no big deal. And then you would get the clues, sort of. And so I think they, as they're progressing, they're realizing people sometimes Mm -hmm. need a little... And again, I would always try, and so sometimes I would pass, like, six clues and wouldn't need them. Because once you get Into, like, how the games work, you sort of Mm -hmm. intuitively start figuring out, like, oh, well, that's going to mean something later, so you need to pay attention to it. And Anyway, but, yeah, they had built this clue system into the game. But I I
2: think the one thing I would say is, like, as far as giving advice is, like, that you've been doing is, you know, try to play with them and try to find games that you can play together, even if you're just watching them play. You know, when I was a kid playing uh, one of the Zelda games, I remember my dad watched me play it, Mm -hmm. and uh, there was... Some point at which we reached an intersection. It was like a maze, essentially. Mm-hmm. And my my dad was like, "No, go left." And and I'm like, "No, that's that's not it. It's to the right." <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. He he'd watched it so much, he remembered where we were supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean,
0: I think it can be a fun thing to do together. And you know, again, as you get, you know, now we're everything's on this little Kindle. But I keep thinking, if this was on the TV, mm-hmm. we could all watch and play. And like for us, there's some games he likes to play with his dad. Like there's some kind of racing game. Mm-hmm. I, I'm uh, I'm terrible at it, but my husband's really good at it and so he'll play with us. Uh-huh. He, we uh he found some kind of it's like an old school pac-man mm-hmm. and he but, but the weird thing is it's like a touch screen so oh you yeah have to get used to that because oh, yeah. there's not a joystick or anything but he was showing it to me and, and i was like well i used to play this when i was a kid mm-hmm. so he's like well here's sh- you know let's play it so he watched me play and he was like you're so good at this mom and i was like <laughs> i mean yeah i you know how to do it uh-huh. you know? and he's like but it was very strange to do it on that touch screen i had yeah. used to that no that is but, strange but it was a fun thing you know, for us to do together. Yeah. And I, and as my younger son gets older, I think that could be a fun thing for them to do together well, as and, well.
2: You know, I, as with anything, I think there's, there's the danger of, you know, the kid going into zombie mode right. and, and yeah, I see my son do it with TV sometimes, right. you know, but it's.
0: To me, game, I would almost rather games than TV because at least you're engaged with something and you're not just zoning out, you know, as, long I, as it's not like a, shooting you know right. those again my our kids are
2: probably all too little
0: to have even well looked, looked into those here's
2: but. kind of what else what I'll, I'll say about like as far as like the benefits of games because i mean there have been a lot of studies about this sure. that you know kids who who play games e- even moderately mm-hmm. um you know they they show improvements in problem solving skills mm-hmm. um and this is actually important they show uh, improvement in uh like dealing with setbacks, dealing with Mm -hmm. disappointment because like when you lose in the game, you know, you got to start over and try again. And so you get used to that uh, failure. That's the word I'm looking for. You know, like they're they're they deal with failure a little bit better. Um, and more and more, you know, the, the stereotype of, you know, sitting in your basement and playing games and stuff like that still exists. Like I either member (laughs) member there are members of my family who like, I wish they would, you know, go outside, but by and large, like people play games together now. Mm -hmm. Um, People watch other people play games on the internet. I don't. Doesn't sound. That
0: is so crazy. That is so confusing to me.
2: Well, and now here's here's the the best example because I you know I used to write about games and so when when Twitch came out, which is you know how people watch other people play games, and I've
0: recently learned about. So there's
2: there's Twitch and you know YouTube. You know people record videos of themselves, Mm -hmm. but I saw a comic once, like a web comic, and it you know is this guy watching some friend of his look at games on a computer and it's like, I can't believe you're going to just w- w- sit there and watch someone else yeah. play a game. And then he turns around, turns around, sits down in a chair and turns on a football game. So like, like people have been watching sure. other people That's play crazy. games That's for crazy. centuries. Um, and the, here's the thing. Like, I don't get it either. Like I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't watch Twitch, you know, and I know plenty of people my age who do, but. Um,
0: I just listened to in the car this week, coming home from little rock, a Judge John Hodgman episode. Oh yeah. About the husband. Spending too much time oh. streaming. He has like a Twitch stream. Oh, how from this funny! Racing game. How funny! And then it was like this confusion between. But then he would also go to real NASCAR races, and Hodgman kept calling it fakey race versus real race, you know, because it was like the way they kept speaking. Anyway, I I learned a lot about Twitch last week just by listening to that husband episode because I I heard of it, but I didn't ever really understand what it was. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was my. But it was that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, the husband's got this, like, rig where he has, like, a car, basically. Mm -hmm. It was some kind of NASCAR racing that he was super into. How funny. And my wife was saying he spent too much time because he would start – because, again, I think he was playing with live, you know, people. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a scheduled race. Like, right. at 8 o'clock, right, the yeah. race starts. And then he would do, like, a recap show and hit right. the highlights. And she goes, he'll be in there from, like, 7 to 1 a.m. Two or well, three nights a week. And I thought, God, that's, that's
2: what, cool. What's interesting <laughs> is that, you know, there are people who, they make their livings doing this now. Or they, yes. they're as streamers. And um, I've spoken to a f- few of them. And they're like, you know, you're kind of expected to be on the air, like, 10 hours a day. And I'm like, that's more than a real job. Yeah, if that's and your
0: actual job, sure. But if right. it's just a hobby. And by the way, I I,
2: I don't mean to do, like I I just kind of insulted it by saying it's not a real job, implying it's not a real job. No, but, but I mean, it's like it's like your your daily nine to five gr- right, grind right. is doesn't take as much time as that. So, right. and I know a lot of these people like um, the game convention mm-hmm. that I'm at uh, Tulsa Pop Culture Expo. Yes,
0: please. dot com. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, we're inviting a lot of professional streamers mm-hmm. out and actually, um, one of the guys is coming out. His name is Daniel Bong and his, um, online name is Casper. but one of his big things is he does charity streams. So okay. people will play games and they're trying to raise money for charity Ooh. and they'll, they'll add things like, you know, if we get like $500 in you know, the next hour I'm, I'm going to eat this jalapeno, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Um, while they're playing games, um, but
0: that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they,
2: so like they're raising money for like St. Jude, you know,
0: turning their job slash hobby Mm -hmm. into. I mean, and I think that's, you know, it's just as valid of a hobby as, a lot of other things as long as you're still also doing physical activity at some point
2: it's i've always found it interesting like people talk about you know people play games as you know gamers i'm a gamer and Mm -hmm. and 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 admittedly some people who play games will give themselves that label because they see it as a kind of a culture but from my point of view it's always been like you know like i don't call people like readers or (laughs) watchers like it's like i enjoy doing these things you know it doesn't define who i am right um, I did want to get to one point because, um, sure. the topics that you sent out earlier, as far as, you know, informing people, parents about games yeah. is, uh, the rating system. Cause I think a lot of parents maybe either don't know about no. it or don't understand it. Oh. Um, so there is, uh, a group called the ESRB is the entertainment software ratings board. Okay. I think I'm getting that right. Um, which kind of, it kind of, came out of you might remember in the 90s when Mortal Kombat came out yep. the video game <laughs> and and it was like it was like the comics commission like back in the 60s like the senate was holding hearings with Nintendo and Sega and saying you know like you know these violent video games are are yeah. turning our kids violent the same way they used to talk about Dungeons and Dragons sure. and um but
0: what was the Mortal Kombat thing finish him yeah finish him yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh so Eventually, the software rating board comes out. And so now when you go to the store, you pick a game up off the shelf. It's going to have a little square in the corner okay. that will have a rating. And it's pretty its pretty um, clear what it is because, you know, it's like uh, all ages, you know, 13 plus or, okay. or what, what is it? It's like so M for mature and, the, you know, it, it says what it is on there. But the one thing I wanted to get across is it's not like. You know, if you're going to a kid's birthday party Mm -hmm. or you're getting toys for your own kid and it says, you know, ages three to five and your kid's only two and it's like, oh, he can handle it. Some people think the game ratings are that. Right. And this is more like a movie rating. This is this is the content that's in the game. So if it's rated M for mature, that means it's it's going to have either adult content in it. And I I don't mean anything, you know, like (laughs) pornographic, but like it'll have, you know, shooting or blood or even, you know, swearing in it. So it's, it's about the appropriateness for your kid. Okay. Um, and some parents don't know that. So I you know? have no idea yeah. that
0: this was a thing. So if you're downloading it, is there a spot? Usually like from iTunes or, you know, wherever.
2: I think iTunes does have ratings okay. now. Um, there was a period there when, um, online games didn't necessarily have it. Um, but certainly if, you're downloading something. This, yeah. Sense. If you're on like an online store for Nintendo or a PlayStation, it should have a rating on there. Okay. Um, and there's another thing you'll see in almost any game that has like an online mode in it. Mm-hmm. It will say like, um, you know, online content, not rated by ESRB okay. because if you're talking to another human being, right. like you can't control what they're going right. to say or do. Okay. um, so I did want to mention that for anyone who's listening is like yeah. just look at the ratings. Like they they really do
0: I no give idea. you an idea. I mean, we've obviously not for a six-year-old, not mm-hmm. trying to download anything yeah. that would be. I mean, I think Jurassic Park or Jurassic World is probably – and it's not even – like even when the dinosaurs fight, I don't think there's – it's like a battle and they just like fall down. When they, mm-hmm. there's not like blood or whatever yeah, happening, right. they just like disappear sort of when they have had too many – Attacks against them. Or something. I can't remember, but <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's good to know. I had no idea, so I'll have to start paying attention to that if we're looking at new games.
2: Well, I mean, I've this is years ago, but I'm you know being in stores and seeing mm-hmm. parents you know picking up you know Grand Theft Auto for right. their 11 year old or something like yeah. that, and because they played it at a friend's house or something yeah. like that, and not understanding what those ratings mean it's, at all.
0: Yeah. Well, and then you get you know. Older brother plays it. And, I mean, and kid, and some of
2: those things you're not you're not going to be able to <laughs> no. to stop. I
0: my son is very into. He's very aware of movie ratings because uh-huh. he knows. Now we've gotten into more of these superhero Marvel uh-huh, movies, and yeah. so most of those are PG thirteen. And it's been this hard balance of like, I mean, they're mostly okay, but then he, yeah, but he wants to see them. His friends yeah. are seeing them, and it's like. You know, I don't know. That's that's a thing. But he knows. Like, he knows to look for it if he's searching for a movie on iTunes or mm-hmm. whatever. Because now he can spell and read. So he, like, <laughs> spells out what he's looking oh, for. Oh, that's scary. Watches the previews for. He's obsessed with watching previews. He does it all the time. And was like, but this one is PG-13. I don't know if he's... I don't think anything he's ever searched for has been R, thank goodness. But... He knows that exists, and right. he knows that he can't see that until right. he's eighteen. Or he'll be like, "Well, if I've seen a PG thirteen movie when I'm six, can I see an R movie?" And I'm like, "I mean, we'll talk about it when
2: you're." Yeah, all G. all like, all, it's fine. <laughs> all children are lawyers. That's- yeah,
0: he I, mine is. I think that is definitely in his future because he will he will hammer away at you and argue his point. <laughs> so- no,
2: no, we we have you know just be anything. it like some my son will be. You know, hanging off of like a swinging door. And it's just like, don't hang on that. I'm not hanging. <laughs> I'm doing you know, X. Balancing I'm doing my body I'm, with Right. My arm, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, so we just, like, every time he does that now, it's like, look, I just mean, don't do the thing you're yeah, doing. Stop with that,
0: please. Yeah. Yeah. If you do that, you could, you will fall. Or right. You could fall. Yeah. Claire recommended a book to me, um, Love and Logic in mm-hmm. Parenting. And I've been working my way through that. And it's it's that this is completely off topic, but um, it, it's great and it teaches you to like let them sort of make their own choices, mm-hmm. and if they fall, then yeah, we'll right. do that again. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a cool book. Just another shout out to that. We've mentioned it two or three times on the podcast. Okay. It's a really good one. Do you have any suggestions for? Are there games where, like, more than two people can play? Like, mm-hmm. where you could have, like, four... Like, I know I've heard of this game, and I, I literally know nothing about it except I've just heard of it called, like, Mario Party. Uh-huh, yeah. It's like a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're all in the same room or if it's yeah. online. Are there any ones that, you know, as my three-year-old gets a little older... Right. ...where, like, we could all four play together?
2: Yeah, there, there's a handful of games like that. Um, Mario Party is, is a classic one. Um, there's... It's funny, there are actually some party games i think you could play with younger kids Uh, one of my favorite favorites is actually called use your words um and it's like a fill-in-the-blank kind of game where uh like for an example you'll see like uh, a clip from a foreign film that has subtitles and then there'd be one section where it says okay now what's the subtitle here like fill in your own subtitle right mad libs right yeah 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 (laughs) or or like here's uh Here's a photo that's at the in the front of the newspaper. What is the headline for this photo?
0: Cool.
2: Um, this is a fun game because you can actually play it on your phone. So even though you have it running on like a Nintendo Switch or your okay. PC, it's like you take your phone to a certain website and it kind of logs you into the game. Okay. So you don't have to buy extra controllers. Okay. But I'm trying to think of other. I'm just,
0: sorry, that I was on the spot, but I just was like, <sighs> oh, I just feel like that could be a fun alternative to like a movie night, or so you know, and we'll do board game nights. But. Mm-hmm. As- you know again kids get older maybe that's
2: a new i think like mario party is a good choice um there are certainly a lot of multiplayer games out there for more than like two people um the switch has a couple of really fun ones that are generally designed for two people there's one called like one two switch where you have all these funny things that you do with the controllers because they have um motion sensors oh, in them okay. as well. Yeah. So there's like literally a mini game where you try to see who can like milk a cow the fastest okay. <laughs> or like a quick draw thing where you have to whenever the countdown finishes you have to lift up your okay. your controller like it's a gun and What
0: about the like is Wii is that the one where you move mm-hmm. around? Is that still a thing? Is that even
2: So like the Switch is basically the the next okay. iteration okay. of it. Um the Wii itself
0: uh, that was a big deal for a while everyone was doing these like tennis yeah dancing well
2: and like that kind of faded away it's it's funny because that system did amazingly well for nintendo like like everyone had one the Mm -hmm. problem that they ran into was um and maybe you experienced this yourself is that the people who buy the Wii would buy like one or two games for it Uh and they would pull it out when company came over and then put it back in a closet when they were done And these companies, they make money by selling games because anyone who sells a game on a Nintendo system has to give a little bit of that money to Nintendo.
0: Um,
2: but there are, there are certainly other games that are like really good to play as a family. And some games are fun, even if they're just single player because, you know, I'm going to play this level, you play the next level, or, um, or like if you play and if you're having trouble, like I can help you get through this spot. Um,
0: well, even just the day we were playing Pac Man, it mm-hmm. was like it was just he and I at home, and it, it, we were like it was very intense. It was like, uh-huh. "Are you gonna make this? Are you gonna make this level?" And we had so much fun. You yeah. know,
2: just,
0: he was just watching me play, but mm-hmm. it was like we'd finish it and be like, "Oh, you know, made it. You know, let's <laughs> go on!" And he'd be like, "Do the next one, Mom." You know, and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs>
2: well, and I I feel like I'm I'm plugging Nintendo a lot, but the, they're the ones I'm most familiar with right sure. now because it's what I'm playing, but. Um, They have a number of games that I think are are kind of fun for families, and they're not super violent. So, they have a game called – it's just called Arms, and it's a game – it's like a boxing game where each one of the characters has these, like, long, stretchy arms. Oh, cool. And you play it by holding the controls and kind of, like, throwing the punches in, in real life. and. Um, like the new Mario game Mario Odyssey has mm. a mode where uh, I'm getting too detailed here but uh, <laughs> Mario, Mario throws his hat into like creatures and like turns into them okay. by putting their hat on him <laughs> putting his hat on them it's kind of funny but so you have one person who's actually controlling Mario and the other player like gets to control his hat
0: okay.
2: and so there are these modes that are almost made so that someone who is n- maybe not as Olders' experience yeah. with games can feel like they're contributing that's
0: cool. something. Okay, that's
2: fun. Because that. your kids are going to be like mine. Like if you've ever even thought of this, like, like I'm going to hand him a control without actually turning it on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and sure, you're playing. Yeah, it.
2: and then it's like, no, he figures it out. Like he knows that when he does something on the control, something's, something's supposed to happen yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd say Nintendo, like, for okay. my money, if you're looking for family stuff, mm-hmm. like they by far have the most
0: Okay, I feel like this is down down the road in the future and um my husband has also joked with me like please don't get one of those because I won't stop playing it so he's like please don't sit up well I mean video games all day honey I'm
2: <laughs> I'm 36 yeah. and like for me it's perfect because carving out time to like sit down in front of the television yeah. and play a game You know, versus, you know, let's watch the next episode of whatever HBO series Mm -hmm. we're into. Is few and far between. So having this thing that like I can put it on the TV if I want, but I can also take it with me wherever I want is sure. is. Now, does
0: your wife play too? Is she in the games or is she, uh, she like? Uh, my a, husband is totally disinterested. Although he does like some of the racing games, but there, he's like
2: there's a handful of games that's that's that that she likes to play, and sometimes we'll play some together. She loves puzzle games, mm-hmm. um, like Tetris, like yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, there, there used to be a game called uh, Super Puzzle Fighter that we okay. we played. It's just exhaustively. Um, and, and with all of our friends too. And mm-hmm. she loved it. Um, though I'll, I'll give you the name of a series that's really good for, uh, more than two players is Bomberman. That's, that's Bomber? fun. Like Bomb. Bom- okay. Yeah. That's fun to play. It's, okay. it's little kind of astronaut robot looking guys who, who are dropping bombs to explode bricks to get to the other guys to try to blow them up. Okay. And it's, 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 it's two dimensional and it's, it's super cute and not, violent sure, at all sure. um but it's been around since the original nintendo days right. and like almost every system has one uh
0: well see and i think that's a fun date night too again instead of sitting there and watching a movie mm-hmm. kind of vegging vegging out you're like engaging with each other a little. yeah bit more. So, well and make a case for that
2: <laughs> and and there's i mean if you're looking for like date night or even party night stuff um uh, the use your words that I mentioned yeah, is a good, good one. one and it's available for almost every platform, including PC. Okay. Um, and then there's another series called, um, You Don't Know Jack, uh, which okay. nowadays they come in packages called the Jackbox Party Pack <laughs> and they, and they have like,
0: <laughs> that sounds like a, like a meal from a restaurant. Well, it it <laughs>
2: does, but you, um, I think there's like four or five of them now and you, okay. you download it and it comes with like, Three or four or five little okay. party games. And some of them are like, um, fibbage. Um, have you ever played Balderdash?
0: I so, remember so, that as a board game, but so i do not know
2: what So it it's, is. it's a game, uh, where you're given a word and every person has to write a definition to the word. Okay. And see if other people will guess their definition. So some of these party games, like, you know, uh, Pictionary and sure. stuff like that. They've basically turned them into digital versions okay. so that everyone just pulls out their phone and that's their controller. And, okay. you know, uh, if you can imagine trying to draw very well at all on your phone, mm-hmm. and, but that's, they've kind of turned that into part of the game. Like okay, the, okay. the understanding that you're drawing is going to be terrible.
0: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hard, to, hard to do that little one so, finger.
2: So I would recommend those okay. very much. Uh, if you're, If you're wanting people to kind of dip their feet into video games without like breaking out Mario, like those, that's a great way to do it. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. Well, okay, so tell us plug your plug the conference. Yeah, when is it? What's
2: what is it? Tell us about that. Uh, So it's the Tulsa Pop Culture Expo, and sort of my portion of it is the XPO Game Festival, Mm -hmm. which is kind of combining with the Tulsa Pop Culture Expo this year, and. Uh, on the video game side of things, we have uh, a $10,000, uh, esports tournament, mm-hmm. um, that's presented by the Osage Casino and Hotel here okay. in Tulsa. And we also have, uh, some Twitch streamers who are coming out okay. to kind of tell people how, uh, you know, how they do what they do for a living. We have some YouTubers coming out. Um, the Tulsa Pop Culture Expo side of things has brought out some really huge celebrity guests.
0: I've seen some advertisements Yeah.
2: Like that. Um, so there's, um, Karen Gillen, who, is she Jumanji, was, right? uh, she, yeah, she's, she's, <laughs> that's how I know her. yeah, well, that's how I know her too. Yeah. She's Ruby Roundhouse from Jumanji. She was also Nebula in um, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies okay. and the The latest Avengers movie. We
0: haven't seen those yet. We're still oh, in our way.
2: They're up. so good. Um, <laughs> Summer Glau who people know as River Tam from Firefly, um, and she's been on a lot of other things. I think she's on Arrow right now, which is a big deal, I guess. And uh, who were the other ones we got? Sean Gunn, who was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy 2 and okay. the first one as well. And um, so lots of really fun celebrities, uh, like all three of the uh, actors from Chips, <laughs> the old uh, Highway Patrol series. The original? Uh, yeah. So uh, Eric Estrada. Erica and, uh, I'm actually looking forward to meeting him because he was, uh, he was on a show on Cartoon Network very briefly. Okay. Uh, where he, he you know, he played a cartoon character, That's but he, awesome. he, he did a really good job. So, yeah, it's, uh, November 2nd through the 4th in Tulsa. And it's going to be at the Renaissance Hotel and, uh, Tulsa Pop. People we'll buy tickets. Yeah. Or? Okay. TulsaPopCultureExpo.com. We have weekend passes, day passes available. Um, oh, one other thing I do want to plug because mm-hmm. I, really want to get people excited about this um friday night there's going to be a concert with two uh video game bands essentially uh so uh one of the first is going to be a guy named mega ran which is a play on mega man if you guys know that game (laughs) um but he raps about video games and he's like actually a really good hip-hop artist he's kind of incredible um
0: okay video game band so they yeah they're music is about
2: video about games or video or games or even or or e- no okay. about games okay. and the other band and this is always hard to describe but they're called bit brigade and what they do is they have a guy who sits down on stage uh, with a little tv and, okay. he, and he plays an old school nintendo game okay which is projected on a screen behind him and it's actually a special version of the game where the music has been removed from it okay. and so he's doing what's called a speed run which is where you try to get through the game as fast as possible uh-huh. and while he's playing there's just a traditional rock band behind him that plays the soundtrack to the game what? while he's playing it so it's almost
0: they know what he's gonna do or do they have to improvise if he like makes well a mistake or something? The, well that well
2: that, that's actually <laughs> that's that's, that's almost part of it because um You know, I'm trying to think of uh, Some of the games they've played But he's going through these levels as fast as he can And they're playing the soundtrack To the level he's supposed to be in And so it's kind of on him to not make any mistakes Right And this year they're playing uh, the original Legend of Zelda um and i've i've seen recordings of this performance wow. i haven't seen it live um but so you know he'll finish the entire game of legend of zelda in about 45 minutes oh my and God. they're playing the music the whole time and it's it's pretty incredible
0: this, that sounds so cool
2: yeah so, that. that's, so that's at
0: the renaissance also. yeah
2: that'll be okay. friday november 2nd so if you're going to get tickets to the Tulsa pop culture expo make sure you don't miss friday cuz it's going to be fun that
0: sounds amazing yeah all right well thank you so much thank I you this is great Wonderful. I learned a lot. (laughs) And I'm going to go home and play some more video games and download the room. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. All right. Thank you. Thank you.
1: When it, when it stuffed his toe. Ouch.